Welcome to Slash Server Life, the podcast where we explore the people in the service industry. On today's episode, we meet Juan. He is one of the kindest people I've met, and he brings me joy every time I see him. So I hope you enjoy hearing a little bit more about his story. Where are you from? I am from Gallatin, Tennessee, originally, which is about... 20 minutes north of here. You're a rare unicorn. You're actually from here. I, I hear that. That's what people say. <laughs> That's what, I wish I had unicorn powers. They haven't kicked in yet. <laughs> what was it like growing up in Gallatin? I don't know. Gallatin was very varsity blues. Um, everything was based around the high schools. There was a lot of emphasis on, you know, football games and whatnot, which honestly wasn't a bad thing. Like, Gallatin was a cool town to grow up in for the most part um, but it is a southern town so you know it has its its qualms for sure but it was you know it's a nice little quaint town I mean if we went to church or you know we had to like get Easter suits or something we definitely came to Nashville because <laughs> that's where we did all that stuff at but you know my folks are in Gallatin and the country outskirts you're definitely giving me a, a run for my money on the best voice, best radio voice. I have to say, Juan. <laughs> I beg to differ because I'm cringing as I'm even talking right now and envisioning how I sound. No, like, you sound smooth like <laughs> butter. I'm like, this is going to sound amazing. <laughs> well, I'll take it. So how long have you been in the service industry? So I've been in the service industry for about 15 years. Wow. Um, give or take. I got my first job when I was 16. It's about 14 years. It's, it'll be 15 years, so. We'll go ahead and say 15. We'll go ahead and say that. Yeah, so, and only about half of that has been cooking or culinary based. Uh, the beginning and, you know, the, the beginning part of that was mainly front of the house or some kind of cashier or something like that, but it always had to do with food or selling something, clothes, something like that. So what was your first job? So my first uh, job was at a fast food restaurant in my hometown. And it was interesting because the only reason I got the job was because the general manager got his haircut at my granddad's barbershop. So it was very, uh, it had a little homey sense to it. Everyone that worked there was a character. Uh, and I always joke and say you could write a sitcom about my experience there because that's kind of what it was. Uh, I, one of the things I, uh, I remember, I had a cousin who would, he was a rapper part time and he would be in the back like writing raps while, you know, he wasn't doing, he was writing raps. Like he was supposed to be working, but he was back there writing raps or like rolling up things there are many people there that sold various things that we did not sell there through the drive through <laughs> um and they also sold these things over the counter um and i think that just kind of made me again blind to just a lot of stuff because i worked there i don't know it almost reminds me of shameless the show shameless uh, I had, and I, like I said, I had a few cousins that worked there, um, and one of the funnier things that, that they used to do is, there was this old country store across the street that would sell a lot of 
country meats that you won't find in other places or they'll sell like you know the good turnip greens and stuff like that <laughs> they would go over there and they would get ingredients to make soul food and they would basically make it in our kitchen they would make um, fried cornbread balls in the fryer um, cook neck bones uh, greens uh, roast potatoes like it, this this was something that happened a few times and it was funny. I was a teenager then, so I was cool with the, you know, I was fine with eating the, the chicken bites, snacking on my chicken bites on the drive through and, and eating my fries and crystal chicks and all that. But, you know, I think the, the older folks there, like they were, they were like wanting some soul food. So that actually happened a couple times. Did you try any of it? Oh yeah, I ate some. I ate some cornbread. I ate some cornbread. I was I never liked neck bones, so yeah, like, I never. So I never was like with the neck bones. They cooked the possum in there once. Definitely the possum? wasn't. Definitely wasn't gonna. Definitely wasn't gonna get that. Uh, Please tell me about the possum. <laughs> they just they cooked it. Like, what did they find it on the road? Where did they get the possum from? At the store across the street. <gasps> they had a possum. It's <laughs> crazy. They got it, and that's where they cooked it. And I think it was like, you know, it was, you know, it. They, yeah, I didn't eat it. I didn't even. I remember like not even looking at it. But that day, the day they made the possum, they had that with baked potatoes. And I do remember them like having a salad with it also because I do. I remember like having chicks with my baked potato and salad. I remember that. Because <laughs> you have to have a baked potato and salad with your possum. With you got to, you know, it's like. It was a balanced meal then. It was a balanced meal. I know there was cornbread involved. <laughs> that is amazing. Who knew a possum? We would have, yeah, it, we would have. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's one word for it, sure. Uh-huh. All right, so I, I was curious, why did you make the switch from front of house to back of house? So part of it did have to do with me not wanting, um, to, not eating meat anymore and just cooking in general at home more. That definitely played a, a little role in that. Also, I just like, I do enjoy making specials. I enjoy, I'm thankful that I have a platform to make specials. Um, because it's, it's one for those who don't know. What do you what do you say? What do you mean when you say specials? Um, at, before I make specials at the Wild Cow, uh, I do specials on Monday on a couple of days during the week there. And whenever I do specials there, it's always cool because I'm able to go back in my mind from something that I've made before. Um, I've had switched over and make that or I'm able to make something that I've made before for friends or family that they've enjoyed. Uh, so I, I, I do like that freedom uh, with back of the house. Why did you decide to become all plant-based? I, it's, I've never really liked to eat meat, honestly. Um, the only times that I ate meat were when they were in some kind of stew, soup, Soup, chili, uh, all of those things I liked meat in, fried, anything that was fried and off of a bone and battered that I could dip in a sauce I liked, but anything attached to a bone automatically bad taste. Like I couldn't, like I remember, <laughs> I remember like getting in trouble because I didn't eat my pork chop, but I ate everything else. Like I just don't want to eat it. Like it just, 
they never appealed to me. I remember trying to go vegetarian once when I was about 12. And my parents, they were, reluctantly, they were like somewhat supportive of it. Now, this is when I was 12, so you can imagine the amount of like vegan things that were in stores. I remember there was this can of, I don't know, this can of like meatless grounds type thing. Well, you know, I didn't know what to do with it, you know. And so I tried to do things like that. And it was it lasted for about six months when I was 12. But ultimately, I, I reverted back. And then when I was 19 or 20, it just kind of started back again. And Was there a tipping point or anything that... I think it was just... I think sometimes when one thing happens, it just kind of changes a lot of things. And when you start to look at everything differently it can kind of open your eyes on all fronts if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. so and I think that was one of those things like aha moments where that's why I did that before because I just kind of knew and then there were and then once I kind of felt the need to do that you know I remember some people saying hey why don't you try going uh vegetarian for a week I tried it for a week I'm like oh cool then I was like I just don't really want to do it again this is not difficult for me so that's kind of what it was. I mean, for starters, my dad and my family, they have a lot of health issues, heart troubles, and uh, cancer runs in my family, uh, amongst other things. And I know right nowadays, that's a lot of people, but my dad had cardiac stents. His like, can- yeah, cancer and, and heart troubles are really weird for them, that side of my family. So that kind of spurred it on the health front I again with the bones it just the animals it never that never that always just never like I was always weary of anything that had meat in it when I was younger uh, so that just never meshed well with me too and then when I started looking at the environmental aspects of it I was like oh wow this is an actual and I know that I'm not going to change it by myself but I at least feel better well, that brings us to my favorite part, war stories. The most ridiculous customer, craziest boss. When I was in college, I worked in a uh, cafe, which was awesome. It was some of the best food that I had eaten. It's some of the best food I'd eaten. It's Polish brunch cafe. It's Polish family cooking their tails off, making the best food. Uh, but I was one of maybe... I was one of four servers at one point, four or five servers at one point. It was in this big old house on the square, which again, it was awesome. And um, we would get really busy, however, and they were making things from scratch. So I remember Valentine's Day, it was me and two other servers working. But there was a, a wedding on the banquet floor, on the second floor of the building. So those two had to work that. And I had the bottom floor so it was like basically it looked like a it was, was a funeral home that was built in 1911 then they turned it into a restaurant and that's why I worked there and that was when I worked so there was these big four big rooms like a big house when you walked in and they all had about five tables in them and they were all filled you know they all had couples at them and luckily it was a set menu so that made things a little bit easier they had a page that had like five items listed on it. But 
keeping drinks refilled, keeping, you know, some people just like to be extra. Some people have allergies. That made it a little more difficult for sure. That was one of the craziest things that happened to me. Do you have any wounds or scars from the surface industry? Oh, yeah, those I have. Those are my real tattoos. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. You can't see this right now, but he has scars and cuts and burns all over his arms is what he's showing me. Those are real tattoos. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just... I think when you cook a lot, you think that stuff isn't hot sometimes or you're in a rush, which is just like, you know, like, I'm fine. I can get this really quickly. Or I'm just reaching in here to grab this bread. You know, every now and then something like that will happen. Or handles on pots above flames terrible they actually burnt my glove off i had a glove on and i touched the handle i didn't know it was hot it's on the pot and i picked the pot up and i was like oh snap and then i like just like threw the pot back on just like on the stove like whatever and my glove wasn't on yeah and that actually gone they went away though that's good that is good this happened Recently. Which one is it? The these little scars on the back of your hand. This, yeah, uh, that was a fruity thing with a uh, boiling water. You know, before you, so I make and sell fruit teas. They, I can them in mason jars. So part of the canning process, you have to sterilize the jars and boil them, and take the jars out of the water. Before I got a proper utensil. I used tongs to do that. Now, I was pretty careful with the tongs for the most part and taking, scooping the tongs out with the mason jar and then, you know, making sure I didn't get water on my hand. I had gotten really good at that. And one day I just, here I am with it. And there was a lot of water just rushing down from the cove of the tongs from the inside of it. And it just, again, burned my glove off. So I, I relived that nightmare a couple years later. Maybe you just shouldn't wear gloves. Maybe that's a lesson. Maybe I should wear, like, thicker gloves. <laughs> <laughs> What's your biggest pet peeve Like that customers do? Or, or, or anybody, but hmm. usually customers. I hate it when... Um, so whenever I served, one thing that would happen is, you know, say, hey, my name is Juan. What can I get for fruit? So sweet tea. Or, hi, how are you doing? Today? Sweet tea. Like, you know, I, I would just say, hi, how are you doing? And they would immediately just say sweet tea or coffee or, or or water diet coke like they always just very robotic like very very out of very much out of touch with um, the world that they were in and in their own head i hate it when that happens also when you um when you tell them something or you say something and then they ask for it like I would say, hey, y'all, I'm going to bring some napkins. Because sometimes you can just, they're going to need napkins. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bring this. You know, you can just tell sometimes. And I would tell them that. And then they would say, oh, can we have some napkins? I'm like, you have to just be messing with me right now. Like, I know you're just messing with me. Because I'm, <laughs> because of that, I am overly nice when I go out. And I think that's how you can tell people who have uh, been fortunate enough to work in the service industry is that we go out for the most part. We're going to be very, very nice and accommodating, you know, especially if you take care of us, we'll probably really take care of you. 
So that's on the flip side. I'll say something good. I love. I could always tell when people were servers because they were always yes, thank you. Like always, so attentive, so nice, and like you could tell they felt bad if they even had to ask for something. What are you doing now? So now I am a kitchen manager and kitchen rat at the Wild Cow. I I chef there. I do specials and I also make and sell fruit tea there, which is local and organic with my company, Tree of Life Holistic Kitchen. Um, And aside from that, I give tours here in Nashville, um, both haunted and historical. Tell me more about your business. So my business, Tree of Life Holistic Kitchen, something I tried to start some years ago when I lived in Murfreesboro and didn't really get kicked off because I was in college. Um, now I'm no, you know, I've also worked a lot. So I kind of know what I'm doing as far as this is concerned and how to go about it and how to work my way up with it. Um, so I'm just right now making fruit tea, which is a Nashville, Middle Tennessee thing apparently i grew up drinking fruit tea so i just thought fruit tea was something that everyone had and then later like like a couple years ago i found out that that's just a regional thing so i've been making and selling it i'm using high garden tea high garden darjeeling tea so just good black tea um good organic fruit juices so it's the way that my folks made it but you know, pure cane sugar, you know, the the good stuff. So is that where you get a lot of your inspiration? I definitely get a lot of inspiration from family cooking. I grew up cooking with them, like my great-grandmother, my her sister, my grandma, I, all of them would be watching me whenever my parents were at work, so I would learn to cook with them. And then whenever I went home, my parents had something new up their sleeves every, you know, stir fry or or some Mexican dish so they always had something new to present so I was always exposed to a lot of food vegetables uh even though we ate meat you know a lot of baking I was exposed to like baking savory things exposed to a lot of those types of things when I was younger so when I stopped eating meat uh, about almost 10 years ago it made me want to cook more because I kind of had to learn to cook more. So everything that I learned to cook with them, I just tried to synchronize through plant-based terms that whatever fit my diet and budget at that time. And Well, speaking of, as someone who's had your food, tell me about your recipes. <laughs> from my family, and that's, that's pretty much what it is. What's I, your favorite stuff to make? You know, I grew up eating fried fish and fried chicken nuggets and just dipping them in sauces and that was like my main source of protein that I liked to get when I was uh, younger so now I love making just any kind of anything that I can batter and fry and make a sauce for it I'm happy I feel like I can be happy fries good nice fries which are just the really basic things just using them good ingredients uh, like I love to batter and fry cauliflower, for instance, and put it on a po' boy, like season it with some obey, or dip it in some kind of sauce. I love to batter and fry tofu. A good firm tofu is awesome to batter and fry. Uh, soy curls, seitan, like any 
mushrooms, it's all it's all good. So that's probably my favorite thing to cook. Um, and depending on what time of the year it is, it's a close tie with chili. Because chili is so homey and it also lasts a long time. Especially if you, you know, freeze it. it chili will last you a while and it fills you up. Uh, my grandma used to make chili all the time and she used to make it with mashed potatoes because she was like, I gotta fill you and your brother up like you eat too much. So she made chili with mashed potatoes and, you know, like my brother, he would like go all out with like cheese and ranch dressing and crackers on it. I'm just like cool with that. And like maybe some sour cream. But that's kind of something that I really love to make too is chili with mashed potatoes because that's, it's like, how do you eat chilies with mashed potatoes? What does that look like? You get a bowl. You put some mashed potatoes on the bottom. And then you put chili on top. <laughs> and then I prefer a little little sour cream, a little vegan sour cream, Tabasco, a little lime, olives, jalapeno, something like that. It's not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. Well, that's what I love about your food is there's no single note. There's so many different textures and flavors and you do love to fry things and I thank you for it <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody appreciates it <laughs> I think I alright so here's the tough question what makes you interesting me that some people is like what is up with him and then some people is like he might be on something <laughs> and I think it's just some kind of full going on with me I don't know I feel like I try to infuse spirit and wisdom in anything I do you're a screenwriter is that right so I like to write scripts yes I wrote a script for a pilot and that's sort of my baby and from there I just began to expand on the story now I haven't actually written any more episodes since the pilot but I have written stories and synopsis since then to accumulate into book form so yeah I've been trying to get it get it sent to someone <laughs> what's it about oh it is a it is a horror drama about 520 somethings who discover that their ancestors, uh, they have magical bloodline, and their ancestors commenced one of the first covens and came from an old world. And they find this out when a comet courses the sky with the full moon and fall equinox. Eerie events take place. They begin to see their ancestors, the reanimated dead, and basically they learn that darkness comes with their light. Wow, that's really deep. What's your dream? Oh, they're, I can fly. <laughs> there are many of them. Move things with my mind. Uh, I say, if we're talking food and, and cooking, and I had to pick what my all-time goal or high would be in that realm, it would be awfully nice to have some sort of, you know, when I worked at, I worked in a catering business in college that I talked about before, and it was just this, Nice big old house. It was so cool. It used to be a funeral home. Let's say it had its problems, but it was awesome. And the food there was really good as well. I would like to have some sort of catering business that I can open if I would like to, uh, to serve lunch every now and then. You know, if I have a little something in my spirit, I can post it online and then 
So we're open. Y'all come on in and, and get food. Thank you. So Tree of Life Holistic Kitchen is uh, my brand and business of what I want to make just good southern regional foods through a holistic lens. Uh, and I think this food kind of meshes well and the name meshes well with me just because it seems to merge two things that I like, which is spirit and food into one with the holistic cooking. So with that said, the fruit tea that I make, uh, I use organic ingredients. I use terminado sugar. I use um, local tea. So with the chili that I'm going to start selling, I'll be local produce when that comes in in the summer and fall. Um, so I'm going to make sure that I make sure that all of the products and everything is pretty much lives up to the name as kosher as can be. Why does that quality matter to you? Because I think it's a, a good bridge of, of who I am. And when I looked up, when I was looking for a name for this some years ago, when I tried to start a catering business and it didn't work out, I picked this name and I thought, and the reason was holistic. Uh, that word in itself, I want to live up to it. It's, and I feel like it when you define it as to what you put in your body, you definitely want it to feed your soul and your physical body. And I feel like holistic food will do that. Give you that nourishment, but also feed your soul. I would like to thank Juan for being my guest today. And also for finding ways to fry things so they taste even more delicious. And now, dear friends, it's your turn. So get off your phones, pause that bullshit conversation, and put down your fork long enough to peer into the not-so-secret world of service. Like this podcast? You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Be sure to like, subscribe, do all that good stuff so I know that someone's listening. You can also find me on Facebook at slash serverlife, Instagram at slash serverlife, and Twitter, C underscore Rye. Until next time, 